Welcome to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing Ellie Hazelwood's The Love Hypothesis, whilst Yay. sounding as crisp as ever. <laughs> yes, everyone, we have new microphones. We have upgraded. This is fantastic. We've also faced technical difficulties the last couple of weeks. I decided to change some things and I screwed us up a little bit, but it's okay. We fixed it all. It's it's all right. I mean, I agreed to it, so it's both our issues. <laughs> we are back on Spotify. We are back and better than ever. And you know what? We've, we've consolidated all our accounts and like it is so hype. I'm so hyped up. Yeah, everything is all under Letterboxd Book Club now instead of different accounts because we're idiots. But that is okay. <laughs> we are allowed to make mistakes. The lessons we learned along the way. <laughs> yeah, it's not about the journey. It's about how you got... No, wait, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey along the way. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, it's all sorted. We can breathe a sigh of relief. And yeah, it just adds, we've, I just feel rejuvenated. Yeah, I've got my hot tea with my honey. I feel great. Yeah, I got a cup of tea. I'm in my trackies and like my slippers. Like I'm feeling so good right now. All right, let's get into it. So yeah, we're discussing the love hypothesis. I will read the blurb and then we'll tell you how this came about. So when a fake relationship between scientists meets the irresistible force of attraction, it throws one woman's carefully calculated theories on love into chaos. As a third-year PhD candidate, Olive Smith doesn't believe in lasting romantic relationships, but her best friend does, and that's what got her into the situation. Into this situation, convincing Anne that Olive is on her way to a happily ever after was always going to be tough. Scientists require proof. So like any self-respecting woman, Olive panics and kisses the first man she sees. That man is none other than Adam Carlson, a young hotshot professor and well-known ass, which is why Olive is positively floored when he agrees to keep her charade a secret and be her fake boyfriend. But when a big science conference goes haywire and Adam surprises her again with his unyielding support and his unyielding abs, their little experiment feels dangerously close to combustion. Olive soon discovers that the only thing more complicated than a hypothesis on love is putting her own heart under the microscope. Fantastic. Love to see it. That is the blurb. Okay, so let's preface this by saying that this book started as a Kylo Ren and Ray Palpatine fanfiction. <laughs> I'm interesting I'm interested to hear what you think about the whole idea of fanfiction, because I have a I have a bit of a not a rant, but like I just have questions that we don't need we don't need to have the answers, but like I just want to put it out there into the universe. Perhaps someone can enlighten me. But yeah, what are your thoughts on this whole the fan fiction into modern media concept? Well, I love after. <laughs> <laughs> hey, allegedly Harry doesn't like it. Allegedly. Well, I know, because it was written about him when he was seventeen, so that makes sense. Anyway. I don't know. I'm in two minds about like fanfic becoming into our reality, like real, like becoming movies or books or whatever. Because on one hand, I'm like, I think it's really fantastic that people are finding these worlds and making them their own and using them as a creative outlet. But then, like, where's the borderline? I don't know, like copyright issues. Like, if you're taking from that universe and then you're profiting off it it's like oh we'll just change the names and we'll change this into like a modern world and then it's like yeah but we all know how it started like yeah and like one of my kind of open-ended questions where I don't know if I'll ever get an answer to 
but like do we even need to know it's based on fan fiction why is that like the highlight i don't think this was advertised as based on like fan fiction but i think because people obviously read her fan fiction on like wherever it was and then realized that this was being published and they're like oh well because there is another one coming by her in august so i'm wondering i'm interested to see whether or not yeah and i just want to say like yeah i respect and appreciate all creatives and artists like their work are valid in whatever form they choose to distribute or how they go about it whatever like i have respect because you know it's, it's hard being a creative out here and where you get your start but yeah like it just seems once yeah you realized it's a star wars fan fiction like there are aspects of the book that like in references it's like it is star wars it is yeah and like sorry i just waxed my hand (laughs) sorry 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 what compelled you to do that no i went so it's not melting straight so i went to push down the other side of it so that it melts evenly okay and then it splashed up at me well done. Off to a good Sorry, start. There's always, there's always something. <laughs> I know. If you, it's not choking or like hurting yourself, you're doing this. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with your point as well. Sorry. Mm. But also, thinking. it's also kind of off-putting. Well, not all fan fictions, but uh, it's weird. Like, I really love this book. Don't let my like it just, my uh, opinions on fan fictions deter me from like thinking I didn't enjoy the book I loved the book it was cute it was adorable but like it is a little off-putting when like the book carries over aspects of like the actual actors from like the fan fiction into it so like you know Adam Driver having the main character love interest name being Adam literally be Adam yeah that's like one thing and it's like this like I can kind of get around because it's like fiction based on fiction but when we go down the path of like after it's like well that's fiction based on real people it's like that's kind of confronting yeah yeah so it's like i would have been fine if like they'd named him you know kyle for kylo or something but the fact that yeah they used his real name i was like "Mm." yeah just quickly back still on the fan fiction thing like 50 shades of gray that's based off of what twilight fan fiction but i feel like in general it's so far removed from twilight that like i couldn't I don't think I could recognise it as a Twilight fanfiction. Like, I don't believe you. Yeah. And I always forget because I'm like, yeah, Edward is so far removed from Christian. Yeah, and even Robert Pattinson and Christian Stewart. Yeah, but then, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey is just, like, just became, like, just a smut trilogy of movies and books. (laughs) Really, it's all that it's more known for now rather than the, yeah, Twilight fanfiction label. Yeah. So, did we want to quickly, before we get too far in, because I have many opinions and thoughts and stuff did we want to just quickly do our overall thoughts feelings yes, emotions for sure go ahead so again despite my fanfic feelings i really loved the book it was cute it was adorable it was delightful there were like it had a dash of like fun millennial feminism like there were quotes with hold the confidence of a mediocre white man like those little yeah. little jabs like it's just so delightful and, and a bit funny in some situations um, this book, you know, we stand women in STEM and it also covers themes and stigma that women sleep to the top, sleep their way to the top, which obviously is not true. So really loved that. I wasn't expecting that as a storyline, but like fantastic. Mm. 
And of course the LGBT representation, it, it felt really organic and just normal because like, yeah, Malcolm is just blabbing away about his promiscuous activities and like, it's just normal and yeah. it's great. That's what, that's what I loved about it. What about you? Thoughts, feelings, emotions? Once again, I also love this book. It's really fun. It's really easy to read. I have seen like some um, like reviews saying that like, because it's like such an easy read, like it kind of falls, like it kind of fails. But I think that's fine because it's fun, it's easy, it's short, it's got like action, it's got a bit of a plot twisty thing happening. Like it's really good. I enjoyed it. It was great. Close up there with being my favourite but I have many thoughts, feelings, emotions. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it might not be everybody's cup of tea because no one, not a lot of people are really into like real science slash, I don't know how to say it, is it academia? I don't know. Academia, Yeah, yeah. Like not... A lot of people are really into those types of books. And yeah, like, in terms of all the science talk, like, I don't understand it, but, like, it still didn't make it any less fun for me. Because you're in it for, like, the relationship. Like, we know it's a fake dating trope the entire time. You're in it for that, not for the the whole science aspect. Or you may be. You may have been. Yeah. And I think, like, I've written down... So, yeah, let's just get into it after this. Um, I've written down about the, like, lab work, research, like, STEM stuff. Like... I like it in that it, you know, brings light to women in STEM and women going after their academic dreams, etc. But it, like, I feel like it reads as though you could have slotted any other college storyline into it. Like, she could have been an English major or, like, a history major or something like that and it would have just gone in perfectly. It's like, like, you could have done just the fake dating in college and it would have been fine or you should have done like the stem with like a love story on the side like there's too many tropes going on you think like it, there was it wasn't there wasn't much balance Ooh. Mm. and then because i was so invested in like this fake love story like i didn't give a shit about the stems <laughs> <laughs> like sorry like good on you smart girl appreciate it but it's like i get back to the story yeah fair and it did seem a bit suspicious how she was able to knock off you know like the reports in two weeks and like like being able to spend you know all night doing her work and like she's not that exhausted or it comes across as exhausted yeah. and dead already gone Ken- i agree with that I- i'd say what else have i got written down? kenzie's What's taking the lead today that? not that anyone takes the lead it just inadvertently came about that i do a lot of talking and i'm tired of it <laughs> that is okay. how do you feel about the fake dating trope? i like a good fake dating trope i love it yeah. I was surprised that it happened like so early, like bam, yeah, in the beginning, because I didn't know what Adam's benefit would ultimately be. I imagined yeah. like a bit of build up on what Olive is like as like a student and like maybe a project, and then hit the fake dating, and then it takes off from there, not from like very beginning get go, kisses the guy. Yeah. So did you put the two and two together that from like the epilogue? Yes. Yeah, that it was Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel because there was no indication where it couldn't be anybody else, you know. Although I had a, I did have like a thought. Maybe it's Tom, but that was just a stupid thought. <laughs> yeah, I was like straight away. I was like, it, yeah, it's Adam. Again, it's a very easy book. Like you, you don't need much critical thinking in order to put two and two together. Like the author isn't trying to trick you. Like yeah, yeah, just wasn't expecting it to happen so early on, and he was very quick to accept it. But obviously we, we learn why at the end with the big reveal. Yes. Um. Oh, the, another part about it, if I, if I could say real quick. You know, fake dating involves lying. 
and like I love that these that the lies that she tells like there's no real big impacts like it's not going to affect anyone's lives super dramatically like it's just yeah. menial stuff and yeah. got over with really quickly I love that I also like how because when I was like first reading it I was like you know you always go down that like oh like teacher and student like oh, yeah. not really allowed and I was like well one they're both consenting adults but also I think they and it's said like straight away like it's gotten out of the way that he had has never been her professor or advisor in the two years that she's been there so we Gucci. So I was like, I like how they address it and they just get it out of the way. Yeah, for sure. That didn't slip my mind until, yeah, until you said it. But yeah, they're all, like, when you're in college, yeah, you're consenting adults. And I suppose, what, PhD grad student, you're at least 20, what, 23, 24? Yeah. Maybe a bit more? Yeah. It, fine with, completely fine with that. If it was like an 18-year-old fresh in college, I would have been a bit more sus yeah, about it. But, like, <laughs> but yeah, consenting adults, we love it. He has no influence over her academic career. Fantastic. The only thing that I have with these like fake dating things, so I've written down as well that it's fe- like always fake dating feels very a la ugly love in like don't expect a future kind of thing. And it's like, but then these men go and do these things that make you think that they like you. Like, you know, like Adam, when they meet up at Starbucks or whatever, like he knows her order and like he get like eventually, like he starts ordering it for her. And also, um, like, he has her favourite snacks. Like, when they're at the conference or whatever and he gives her a protein bar, like, she notes that it's got chocolate on it. Yeah, if you're just fake dating and you had no, like, emotional ties to this and you're like, oh, it's going to end, like, I wouldn't bother remembering your coffee order. Like, I wouldn't make a mental note of, like, what You would just do the bare minimum of, like, yeah, just paying for it one time and making people see it. Yeah. Yeah. Stop adoring these women (laughs) (laughs) if you have no intention to do anything with it. They turn into simps so easily for a pretty face. So easy. But yeah, like, the bare minimum of their fake dating was to meet every week. And, like, if you just had to buy a, like, just, like, a coffee once a week, like, yeah, bare minimum. But, yeah, you go out of your way and, like, give her your salt and vinegar chips and, like, pay for, go out to dinner. Yeah, it's not like her order a long black. I want, like, the... (laughs) You know, like the chai frappe with a pump of vanilla. The typical and a pump millennial of girl. You know, like it's complicated. Yeah. yeah, like it's complicated. And it's like, yeah, you wouldn't just remember this. Yeah. If you didn't care, you'd be like, what'd you have again? You'd constantly be asking for it. But also in that, I loved the jest. I, I know we're going to get into it later, but yeah, just quickly, like the jest between the coffee orders. It's just so millennial. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, these boys simping for these girls who they. They, yes. They're the ones who set the rules, and they're the same ones exactly. to break them. So I've also got, like, written down and stuff, and also thinking, like, I love Olive, mm-hmm. but she screams YN, like, your name. Yeah, I felt that. Like, everything's a bit too relatable, you know? Like, she's got, like, the funky, fresh Starbucks order. She loves chocolate, like... Oh, I'm so awkward. Haha, ha, I am a nerd. Like, yeah. And I get it, but it's like, I d- and it's like, it very much takes away. Like, I don't see, like you were saying, any ray in her. But I think, yeah, from a fanfic standpoint, it's like, okay, well, like, she's just meant to be the relatable, like, every man sort of character. I kind of agree with that. But that's also kind of why I liked her a bit, because, you know, when she was talking, like, uh, talking about how she was terrified of public speaking, like, any anybody who's terrified yeah. of public speaking would have that little rant in that moment. Yeah. But yeah, it does go now that yeah now that you say it out loud, it just comes across. <laughs> and I like, get what you mean. 
there were so many times when I got frustrated with her because like you're fake dating like if you're out in public like you're allowed to put sunscreen on him like you're allowed to sit in his lap like don't like be like oh I'm so sorry like oh I don't mean it oh I'm sorry I have to put sunscreen on you like no like be an adult it's your like, idea and it's like it's not it like this sunscreen thing like it's not even a thing like I put sunscreen on my friends like it's fine this is a thing that humans do well I suppose especially with the sunscreen incident like they did have a fight so there is a bit of legitimate awkwardness to it but and they didn't talk about it prior so understandable that it's a bit awkward but yeah she it does come across her having a bit of absurdity towards interactions and stuff but then it kind of balances yeah. out the actual organic interactions that they have like when they're sitting yeah. in the dark at the I don't I forget where some office building and like yeah they're just in the lab. talking about their lives like that felt great and organic yeah. kind of balances yeah. it out but then yeah like who someone walks one of her friends walks in and it's like oh sorry or whatever and she's like oh no like nothing was happening like blah blah and it's like once again like people think you're dating it's a normal situation for you to be alone with him in a building it like, is your <laughs> idea it was your idea yeah as yeah as you said it really does give off the yeah your name now that i think about it god damn it kenzie sorry. ruining my life Alrighty, what's next should we talk about Tom? Sure, we can get the elephant in the room out of the way. The prick. <laughs> yes. Straight away, as soon as we met him, I was like, red flag. <laughs> red flag, hate you. All right, when were you... F- okay, so that was your first red flag, would you say? When we met him, yes. My first red flag was when... I don't know if it was before or after, but anytime he winked at her, I don't like that. But also, when they were having the interview at Adam's house... And he was, like, kind of finishing up in a hurry. And, like, I don't think he really answered her question when she asked something. But then he said, she's all yours, Adam, with a wink. Then I'm like, ooh, that's not nice. That's weird. I don't like that vibe. Yeah. And I remember I messaged And, like, I knew something was, yeah, going on. Because, like, they were researching, like, in the same field and stuff. And I was like, either he's going to, yeah, steal her work and, like, get all the credit. Or, like, yeah, I don't know, like, something's going to happen very bad vibes from the get-go yes but i loved how it all kind of entwined into the story quite well as well because like of course like adam isn't going to tell her about his colleagues or collaborator just i don't know the the whole weaving of stories slotted in quite nicely in my opinion yeah i liked it and then i liked the way that like tom was an asshole and how it was revealed and stuff but it's also like you know like how he was like i don't know like shitting on her about her sob story with her mother dying or whatever and it's like, you could have just been an asshole about her, like, fucking Adam to get, like, onto this conference and in a better position. Like, you don't have to, like, shit on her. Yeah, you don't have to divulge her personal information and personal life. Especially yeah. in a formal, like, work meeting. But uh, I suppose in a way, like, not that he had the right to, but he did have a point. Like, why are you so passionate about this? Or did something happen? Did someone, you know, have pancreatic cancer? Like, that's all he had to really say. But yeah, again, he just dug kind of yeah had this uh, the suspicious feeling that he was yeah gonna steal her work or plagiarize or at least not give her any credit and I thought there was going to be a bit more of an upheaval around that and then I got towards the end of the book I'm like when are you going to destroy him when's the ball going to drop you know (laughs) but I love that it was resolved yeah like kind of quickly succinctly there's no like misunderstanding or anything like that be a Tom arsehole glad he got fired and all that jazz. Alrighty, what's next on your list, Kenzie? I'd like to talk about the smut. 
Okay, we can talk about this one. <laughs> the one scene. So, this is what I have. This, the one sex scene was one of the best sex scenes ever. <laughs> and I've read a lot of sex scenes. I've read Fifty Shades of Grey twice. <laughs> and I've been like... Hang on, we're just having a bit of a moment over here. Let me tell you, Kenzie was really prepared for this in that she sent me a Snapchat and it was like three pages and it was all aligned. It was so good. <laughs> Colour coded. You said it made you feel like you're in high school all over again. Yes, yeah, I'm happy. Okay, so one of the most written, well-written, best sex scenes ever compared to like smut heavy books, whereas like it's all like very like she slammed into me like all that yeah. kind of stuff like i feel like this bit, i'm like there's gentleness consent pleasure so but the one thing i have an issue with is adam could fit olive's whole breast in his mouth <laughs> that was a bit absurd what <laughs> what does this mean <laughs> i was like maybe the nipple sure but it means she's a really small petite woman with possibly perky and he has a gigantic mouth adam if we're gonna describe kylo ren and in turn adam driver he is a tall bulky boy with a pretty big face kylo ren is shredded with an eight that's another thing just real quick those little meme references were in the book it wasn't off it was funny but like come on it's fan fiction but yeah like i was like what when i read that as well i'm like no way yeah. So she must, yep. Was there a moment of like, she wasn't worried that he was too big or is this another book done? <laughs> no, I think there was a, a moment where, yeah, she was a, kind of a little bit uncomfortable, but then he's like, don't worry, you can take it or something like that. And then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, Kylo. <laughs> yes, daddy. Were you imagining Kylo in this scene? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, just Adam Driver. I'm just imagining. Adam Driver, because also for anyone listening, do yourself a favour and look up the cover of this book because they do not shy away that this is Adam Driver. Well, yeah, young Kylo Ren. Yeah, it very much looks like young Adam Driver. Olive slash Ray would be, like, it could be any, like, brun- young brunette lady. Oh, what, do you remember what ethnicity she is? Uh, Canadian. Oh, yeah, because I thought she was, I thought she was, like... British? <laughs> no, because and then I was like, but her name's Olive. Steve. I don't know, but now she's Canadian, and I would have had a bigger issue if she was like British because Ray, obviously British accent. Yeah, like... true. I wonder if she was in the. Oh, obviously it was just Ray in the film. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I wonder if they specifically changed her to be. I thought it was like a delightful sex scene. Um, yeah, it felt normal, organic, like normal conversations, like Olive's anxiety and like admittance that like. She doesn't have a lot of sex, so she feels inexperienced and compared to Adam. Um, but, like, he yeah. was able to guide her through. And, yeah, the whole consent thing. Like, he was worried about her not, about her mind and body kind of not really being into it. But, like, she was sure in herself. And it's great. It felt, mm. yeah, it felt like a normal. It's like how all sort of, yeah, sex scenes should should go. And then you get into the nitty-gritty, overdramatic descriptions. <laughs> so then I've also written down about their fucking miscommunication (laughs) like because i feel like adam has loved her this whole time right since the bathroom yep i mean big reveal we'll just declare it now he has been pining after her for years yeah yeah since she was blinded in the bathroom because of her contacts and she 
I don't know, had a DM with him but didn't know who it was. Anyway, big reveal, it was him. Of course it was him, I know it was him. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> anyway, but then I also think that Olive has loved him for a long time as well. And like, they just should have admitted it to each other. Like, I like how it came about because of like her revealing what Tom had said to her. Mm. But, and it was very passionate. Like, I've written the quote down, actually. And it says, yeah, if you say another word about the woman I love, if you look at her, if you even think about her, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I was like, this is great. I love huge declarations of love. But I think it would have hit more if, like, they had had that, like, uh, conversation together where they're like, look, like, for a long time, like, I haven't been fake dating you. Like, I'm in love with you. Because there are moments where we get Olive kind of figuring it out and, like, making the connection. And then there was a couple of small moments where Adam was because she asked him why hasn't he had a girlfriend and like he would have probably spilt the beans right then and there but something came up I forget what but yeah like <laughs> goddamn, someone just had to initiate the bloody conversation yeah like that type of misunderstanding is frustrating but it's great because it builds up that bit of tension um although we've been new we've been new and at least it didn't cause, like, a whole blowout, as I said earlier. Like, all these little little miscommunication tropes and, like, the lying. Like, it's not going to really impact anybody's life. It's just like, a, oh, all right, <laughs> move on with the rest of your day. But yes, I am with you. I love decla- huge declarations of love as well. So that was very nice. I also love it had my favourite trope, the one bed trope. <laughs> Technically, there were two beds, though. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> But still. <laughs> One bed left unmade. Uh, left made. Even, yeah, with Olive's, like, oh, I'm going to stay with my friends for this conference, even though my boyfriend is going to be there as well. It's like, of course, like, your friends are going to assume that you're staying with your boyfriend. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was a little, little bit shit, almost. Because, like, yeah, you organised it with your friends, but then you find out, like, yeah. after the fact of, when, of your fake dating nonsense. Yeah, I really felt for her in that moment. I don't know. I They organised it together, and then... I guess, yeah, everyone's getting paired off. Suddenly it didn't work. But still, I don't think it was the nicest thing to do. And it's like, where were they staying? In an Airbnb it or something? It was at the hotel. Oh, well, it's got, like, surely, like, just, like, someone could have shared a bed. Like, yeah, or at least she could have maybe slept on the floor if she was that or desperate. Like a Actually, no. Yeah, exactly. But it, obviously it was so nice of Adam to, like, be understanding and be like, you know, you can bunk with me. See, and that's another thing, as you said, like, these boys simping for the girls that they have set rules for, like, he, any other sort of fake yeah. dating situation would have been like, no. Yeah. Ew, no. Ew, girl jams. But also, even if, like, they weren't fake dating, like, at that point, like, they're friends. And it's like, yeah, you could still, like, share a room with him, like. Yeah, you can still be adults and mature about it. Yeah. Kind of, she didn't even offer to pay for her share, I don't think. I don't know, what a bitch. She really was the broke, the broke scientist. Yeah. Being up, all good. Anything else, Kenzie? Moving on. That was all my notes. I would probably like to just go through, just like, in order, kind of, the main sort of situations, and even perhaps incidents, just real quick. What did you think of the Greg incident slash initiating Adam and Olive's first fight? You are going to have to remind me of what happened. The Greg situation is Adam Carlson is known. Oh yeah, the he's her he's the advisor and he gave Greg a shit. 
yeah, he had to, like, redo his entire, like, proposition or whatever. And, like, it's going to take a lot of time. And, yeah. And then he takes it out on Olive because, oh, he's your boyfriend. Like, as if she would give him special treatment or influence him to give special treatment to her classmates. Like... I think that was, like, Adam was justified in that. He's like, I'm his advisor. I have to advise him and his work was shit. Like, and it shouldn't be, I think in any situation like that, like, if my partner was, like, a professor or whatever, like, him, like, giving someone I know, like, a shit mark or whatever shouldn't, like, be a reflection of me. Yeah. Like, church and state. Mm. And, like, yeah, his whole explanation through text was absolutely bang on perfect. Like... Yeah, I'm his advisor, like, yeah, and he wants to make good scientists or turn his students into good scientists, and he's going to tell you if your work is shit, which is fantastic. Yeah, like, you, like, it's not like you wrote, like, a creative story and your teacher said it was shit, like, this is science. Yeah, this is, like, your facts, like, you get it facts wrong. and evidence. Arts is more subjective, yeah. open to interpretation. But yeah, it was awesome how Olive even said, like, I can separate my personal feelings from professional feelings. But yeah, her just saying, fuck you, Adam, it was like, but he has a huge point. Yeah. You're just angry. Relax. Yeah. yeah. No need to over-exaggerate. And like, Greg wasn't even like her friend. Like, he was her classmate. Yeah, or, or lab, or like lab, not partner, but like... Lab colleague. Oh, quickly. We could, Obviously, if you've read the book, you know, but obviously Adam's in this fake dating relationship scenario because he has to convince the board or, like, the boss of Harvard, Stanford, that he has to stay in order to release some scientific research grants. And so that's that's his motivation. But obviously it's a little bit more now that we know that he has been pining after Olive since the bathroom incident or the night. Oh, we forgot to say the whole reason that they're fake, like, Olive is fake dating him is that she was dating her friend Jeremy... And they broke up. I don't... Yeah. And then her friend, Arne, is into Jeremy. And so to prove that Olive is completely over Jeremy, Olive's like, well, I'm just going to date someone. Yeah. And so she kissed Adam, the first guy she saw when, like, she knew that Arne was looking. Yeah. It's a simple, menial, like, lie. Like, again, it doesn't impact anybody's life drastically, I wouldn't say. Well, unless they somehow messed it up and then Adam wouldn't have gotten his grants like that would have fucked him up but like on Olive's side it was a pretty easy pickings for him I want to talk about Arne real quick like she is so cool a little bit over the top in like pushing Olive into doing these things because towards the end Olive and Arne have a chat and like Arne's like oh well you did this oh Olive says oh that's because you made me do it or push me into it and he's like oh yeah. but what about this no you did that too so inadvertently oh, yeah. her fault but not in a very overdramatic I'm going to end our friendship type of way. But yeah, no, she's so cool. And just her big dreams about making science and, like, STEM subjects a safe place for women and people of colour. It was just so fantastic and passionate and, oh, I just loved it so much. Just her over-the-top best friend. You know, yeah, the, like, the over-the-top your-name-best-friend vibes <laughs> so much. <Yeah. laughs> but, like, her passions, it was immaculate. Um, quickly, talk about Malcolm. We like Malcolm. Yes. Over, another over the top uh, I suppose he comes across as like the stereotypical gay best friend as well kind of like over the top and dramatic and like has fluffy descriptions in conversations but love his promiscuity he's great for those following along at home he obviously ends up with Holden yes <laughs> I 
think now I think about it, yeah. Holden resembles Finn from Star Wars as well. And I know there was a huge shipping war between like Finn ending up with Oscar Isaac's yeah. character, which is it Poe? Poe? Is that his name? Yeah, so I have a list, hang on. Yeah. I have a list of who's meant to be Okay, Finn. let's go through it. Olive is obviously Ray. Um, Adam is Ben slash Kylo. Arn is Rose. Holden is Poe. Malcolm is Finn. Don't know who Jeremy is. Tom. Oh, no, no. Jeremy is meant to be based off Hux. And then Tom was a person made up for the book. Interesting. And I totally got those vibes as well. But yeah, as I just mentioned before, like I know there was a huge shipping situation or advocation for Finn and Poe to get together in Star Wars as like LGBT representation of Star Wars that would be a huge breakthrough but obviously all the nerd boys didn't like that (laughs) and so obviously Ali Hazelwood popped that into her book which is fine which is great Yes. but just like knowing what it stemmed off of again the whole fan fiction thing yeah and I love just Malcolm you know openly talk about his promiscuous activities like like any normal young adult would, whereas another if a female character would have would be doing that, like she would be like slut shamed and all that. And luckily, there was no slut shaming at all, essentially, well except from Tom. But Tom's a dick. So. Yeah. Um, the picnic situation, which we kind of simmered over with the whole sunscreen thing, but like, do Americans really love ultimate frisbee that much? Also, yeah, because in the office they have, like, a company picnic as well. This seems to be a thing that, like, Americans do where they have, like, these big picnics or outdoor things. I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I'm, like, the person that just goes to class, do my thing, leave, like, have no social interactions with the higher-ups at all. Yeah, maybe it's just an American thing. I join the club to get the free merch and then I never participate. Like a free little goodie bag and then you're on your way. Sets you up for the next six months. But yeah, and obviously the picnic scene is where we get the, oh, Dr. Carlson has an eight pack. Dr. Carlson is shredded. It's like, we know where that came from. (laughs) Very original. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And obviously the awkwardness and fluffiness of the applying the sunscreen. And they kind of, I think they have a little quick kind of recovery from their fight in that instance. But like Adam is just so kind of good about receiving all the negativity stuff, even though, yeah, he doesn't care about what people think of him. But, like, he doesn't, like, outburst to try and prove her wrong or anything. Like, he just accepts yeah. it, which is great. Because it give, doesn't doesn't give room for the uh, useless argument fighting for the sake of useless argument yeah. fighting. Yeah, we- and obviously the science conference. Adam says that, sorry, Adam says that he, like, didn't, like, sway them to put her on. But, like, he definitely, like, said some good words about her to get her, like... Keynote See, but that's just for his own personal motivation. Like, that had nothing really to do with her. So I feel like any sort of repercussions from that, if that were to have been found out, is just all on him. Like, it's not like she asked him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, real quick, how did you feel about Olive recording, inadvertently recording the phone message? Yes, go Olive. I forget, why was she recording again? Uh, because her Dr. Aslan wanted a re- recording of her uh, speech. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she must have forgotten to turn, like, stop recording. I feel like that would have taken up a lot of phone storage. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it would have been a while. also, again, like... Was it in her room? What, she goes... 
Or was she, like, out and about somewhere, like, straight after the speech? I think she was out and about straight after. So, yeah, why would you not... I think it was just, like, out in the hallway. Oh, okay. Surely someone would have heard him kind of... Oh, I guess he wasn't yelling, yelling. But then, like, I hate how, like, she goes back to the room and she's upset. (laughs) And, like, Adam is like, what's happening? And she's like, what'd she say? She's like, oh... Nothing, or... Nothing, someone was rude or something. Yeah, someone said a comment. And it's like, just... Yeah, like, just tell him, like, yeah, it's his friend, but it's like... Like, I wouldn't shy away from that. If someone's like that to me, I'd go and tell him, be like, hey, your friend fucked. just, like, said this shit to me. Like, Yeah, I feel like that was the best opportunity for her to take. But, like, obviously, you know, Adam, you know, the possibility of getting his grant was still there. And, like, working with Tom or collaborating with Tom was going to be a big deal in their collaborative research. Like, she, I think she just did it not to mess him up, mess up his life, or at least his path so far. But yeah, that would have been a great time to to tell. And also, yeah, Holden had told her prior in a meeting that, like, yeah, he doesn't trust Tom. And, like, surely, yeah, yeah. he could have had the courage to be like, look, this is what he said. And yet, had the recording. So did she know she had the recording at that point? Or was it an accident? Like, when did she realise she had the recording? Yeah. It just kind of popped out. But, yeah, and obviously that whole spiel that Tom says, you know, stigmatises women, that women aren't smart or they're not you know creative or professional or they're not their work isn't worth it all they do is sleep their way to the top which is bullshit but yeah lucky that's all it was and that it was dealt with quickly because again we love women in stem women in stem thrive it's what keeps the world turning more women in stem please i'm not smart enough yeah honestly same but like for the next generation And, like, him assuming that Olive's going to fuck him, like, way to speak highly of yourself. I don't know who listens to these podcasts, <laughs> so I don't know how much I can say in that, like, knowing that your friend is with her. Yeah. And then still being like... I could get her. Oh, but, like, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I know what you mean, Kenzie. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we all knew he was suspicious. He was a walking red flag. You know, and even if, like, yeah, yeah, your best friend Holden for, like, decades doesn't like somebody, surely you got to take a hint. But I suppose yeah. this leads into Re- Adam's backstory reveal and how, which is very Star Wars, <laughs> Kylo Ren under, what, Palpatine and uh, and obviously yeah. the advisors and all that stuff. But, yeah, Tom mm-hmm. wanting to sabotage his career or at least take credit and build him, it just, it seemed... Because it was the whole fanfic he relate to Star Wars, it seemed a little too absurd. Like, why? If you break a beaker, yeah. like, that's an accident. Like, you just write that shit off. But, yeah. like, I wouldn't understand why it came across as real intense. And he does describe it as abusive. But, like, I feel like in a science field, it wasn't... Like, that seems absurd. But, I don't know, there could be very harsh professors and doctors yeah. and advisors and all that out there so i'm not sure how true that could potentially yeah. be but yeah just seemed yeah trying to implement too much of the kylo ren sob story into like a modern yeah. day it yeah. just seemed a bit much yeah i'd be interested to read the original fic please i'm sure you could find it like i'm sure reddit has it somewhere or someone has I'm a link on reddit right now. you're gonna suss out now <laughs> all right this is a live view of kenzie trying to find the original fanfic okay I know what it's called. Alright, we'll give her a moment. This is actually quite exciting. I never thought to have just like Googled the OG fanfic. You know what? Just because I'm curious, I'm probably going to do the same to After and Fifty Shades of Grey. But they might have been removed from their original platforms. 
I know, but people still save them. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I have it. We got it, boys. We got it. <laughs> All right, what's it called? Is it actually called the love hypothesis? No, it's called head over feet. Okay, so I think, yeah, what she did was she wrote the fanfic and then she's like, oh, this is so cool. It could be an independent book. So then you edit it and change it around properly. Yeah. Pick a page and give us, or see if you can find something like a familiar scene and like, we'll have a sus. This is all for shits and gigs. Like, we're not, like, we're not going to criticize. Like, this is just for fun. All right, Kenzie, hit us with something. I'm trying to, hang on, there's a couple of different, uh, let's see, this is chapter one. Da, 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 da. What is happening? So it says Dr. Solo. Dr. Solo is a known asshole and Ray just kissed him. Oh, is that not like the first line of yeah. the actual book? Okay. Yeah, no, but like, because it's not like Star Wars, they're not like on. Oh, well, it'd be a modern day Star Wars romance. Yeah. Yeah, like Thursday night was in Solo's lab. <laughs> oh yeah, title, what's IX6? Title 6 is a federal law. Yeah, it's like a complaint system. Someone else must have assaulted me. I didn't assault you, you did kiss me, but not really without first securing my consent. So like it's word for word. Well, that's a fun revelation. I thought it would be like yeah. the fanfic and then yeah, it, change it up. Yeah, same. Is there something wrong? He almost sounds concerned. What? No, no, there isn't because he continues calmly ignoring her. Kissing a stranger at midnight in a science lab might be a sign that there is. Interesting. So what's the title of this one? Head over feet. Summary. Is it working for you? Maybe it comes out a little needy, but Ray tells herself that it's only because of how low she has to pitch her voice to talk to him. Or do you maybe want a fake breakup? Ben doesn't answer for a second then, just as Dr. Phasma takes the mic to thank the speaker and asks the audience if anyone has questions, Ray hears him say, no, no, I don't want a fake breakup. Cool. The first sentence is, in Ray's defense, he doesn't seem to mind the kiss too much. Interesting. All right, all right. we know what you'll be reading later on today, Kenzie. <laughs> You're going to have a quote-unquote reread. <laughs> well, that was interesting to find out. I don't know, anything else to kind of talk about? That was, that was a fun little end, way to end it, almost. But I don't know if there's anything else real quick. Good, I've gone over all of my notes. Damn, you're going to need more pages, because I felt like that went super quick. I know. <laughs> next time, what book are we doing next? I'll have more notes. Alrighty, guys. I think that's it for all we want to talk about. By the time this is released, these will be like the upcoming kind of work in progresses that we've got going on. So we've got, hopefully, Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. Hopefully by the time this is released, we would have read and recorded Crescent City 1 and 2, which I know Kenzie yes. is very excited about. She is, <laughs> she can't keep it in anymore. I'm sorry, I'm so slow. I'm going to dedicate this next couple of weeks to smashing out yet yeah, Crescent City 1 and 2 and even Assassin's Blade. Depending when we want to yeah. put, where we want to put Assassin's Blade, it could be already be out, yes. but it could be coming soon by the time this is released. Who knows? Yes. Um, any other books that you want to give a hint or kind of reveal, or is that just about it? I think from this point, that's good. Like, Crescent City is going to be a big... So if you're yeah. a Sarah J Mass fan, stay tuned. If not, yes. please read her previous works, Throne of Glass and Akatar. Yes. And you can catch us on our social medias. We have Instagram, letterbox underscore book underscore club, YouTube, letterbox book club, Spotify... Letterbox Book Club, Twitter, Letterbox BC, and TikTok, Letterbox Book Club. So, pretty easy to find yes. us. We're on all the socials, all over. And we're consolidated, and it's fantastic. 
And it's great. We're having a great time. Exactly. And I hope the audio quality feels, sounds crisp as well. Yes. It's a little bit fiddly, but um, but yeah, we shall see. Alrighty. Thanks for listening. Yes. Catch you next time. Bye.